0: Before we get started today, I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to our next group consult. If you are a trauma treatment professional and want to gather with other like-minded professionals to gain support, insight, and share your own knowledge and resources, join us. You can present or you can just listen. This opportunity is open to all trauma treatment professionals. It will be held virtually and we will meet for one and a half hours. Don't miss it. Register and learn more at TraumaTreatmentCollective.com. Welcome to the Trauma Treatment Collective podcast. My name is Nina Keeler, a licensed marriage and family therapist and trauma specialist. In this space, we will share tips and tools on how to grow your trauma treatment skills while also keeping your own mental health in mind. Oh, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast. I'm so excited that we have this time together and that we're going to be talking a little bit about different things related to trauma treatment and being a trauma treatment professional. Today's episode is about when you feel like your interventions don't seem to be working. So we're going to be talking a little bit about what happens when you're working with a client and you have been given it all you got. And so you feel like you are really, you know, doing all the interventions, doing all the things you feel like you should be doing but you feel like nothing's kind of moving that client forward. We're going to talk about three things to consider when this might be coming up for you. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is being sponsored by our first retreat. So Trauma Treatment Collective is going to be having a retreat in February of 2023, we're going to be going to Manabo, Puerto Rico. And this is a time for us to come together as trauma treatment professionals to relax, to rejuvenate, and also to do some light training uh, where we're going to be talking about some trauma treatment skills. So if you are interested, then feel free to go over to our website. We're going to link it in the show notes and you can check that out. So let's go ahead and get started with our topic today. So like I said, three things to consider when you feel like your interventions aren't working. So the first thing is, is how are you tracking your progress? I want you to really think about that. Like, what am I looking for? Am I just going by the client's report? Am I going by assessments? Am I going by actual symptoms? Am I tracking the symptoms and looking for the changes in the symptoms? Like, how am I tracking progress? What am I making this conclusion on? How am I determining that my interventions aren't working? Is it just a feeling that I'm getting? Or is it just, uh, again, what the client's reporting? Or is there something that I'm seeing? One of the things I want to encourage you to do is to think about tracking your progress by looking at three different things and really looking at symptoms. So we don't want our clients to make these huge shifts. We don't want them to go from doing something to not doing something uh, because sometimes that huge shift can really throw the system off and it'll cause the client to have kind of like what I call a boomerang effect or a ricochet effect where they go from one side to the other and then kind of come back all the way to the other side. So I tell clients all the time, when I'm working with them, that I want them to make small shifts over time. And so how do I track those shifts? I look at three things. I look at the duration, the frequency, and the intensity of symptoms. I'm looking at how long are symptoms lasting, how frequently are they showing up, and then also how intense are they when they show up. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So let's say I have a client who's struggling with intense amounts of anxiety. I will look at it for the duration, like how long is those anxiety episodes lasting? Uh, so when they first came to see me, maybe they were feeling anxiety for most of the day or anxious for most of the day. Then as we continue to keep working, we notice that that anxiety is starting to decrease over time. So that tells me that even though I'm not getting no anxiety or reports of no anxiety, as long as that that anxiety is shifting and decreasing over time, then the duration is is starting to shift. Then I'm looking at intensity. So maybe uh, they were rating the anxiety at a 10 when they first started seeing me, and now they're rating it at a 5. Well, that's a shift the intensity is starting to lessen. So I'm also looking at that. And then I'm also looking at frequency. How often are these uh, things showing up? So it used to be every day. Now it's once a week or once a month. So as long as that frequency is also starting to lessen, then I know that we're moving in the right direction. Again, we're looking for small shifts over time. And so those are the three areas that I like to track when I'm looking at whether what I'm doing with a client, is it making a difference? Is that client having a shift over time? The other thing that I would say that you might want to consider is, are you in the right phase of trauma treatment? So I ascribe to phases or flow or however you want to say that, Um, but and everyone has different ways they like to kind of set up their trauma treatment. But for the most part, most trauma treatment modalities have a safety phase, a stabilization phase and a processing phase. And so based on how you like to set up your phases or what you like to call them, are you in the right phase of trauma treatment? Are we doing the right thing at the right time? What are the criteria for me to move from one phase to the next? Do you have criteria? Uh, has that client met the criteria? Has something shifted in their life to cause them to have to go back a phase? I've had that happen with clients where maybe we're in the processing phase, but you know circumstances in their environment change. Um, And so we have to kind of go back to establishing safety because things are not feeling as safe as they were in, in the past. And so now we have to work on how to establish safety in their new situation, in their new circumstances. So a lot of times we may have to shift out of one phase into another. So if what I'm doing is not working with my client, then I might ask myself, do I need to move to a different phase of treatment? Is there something that I need to go back to or do we need to go ahead and move up? You know, if we're in stabilization, do we need to go ahead and start trying to process a a, a piece of trauma? So I may hold clients in dysregulation a little bit longer or activation, I should say. So if they're showing signs of activation, you know, should I hold them a little bit longer and actually start to process some of that activation with them instead of if we're in the stabilization phase, just kind of working on coping skills working on them getting back to a regulated state when they feel dysregulation. So you know, that's another thing you might wanna think about is, is am I in the right phase of trauma treatment? So again, number one is, is how are you tracking progress? Uh, What are you looking at to determine if something is not working? And then number two is, are you in the right phase of trauma treatment? The third and final thing that we'll talk about today is client resistance. So sometimes when we feel like things aren't working, it's because the client is kind of pushing back on it a little bit. They're not ready for the change or the shift that's going to happen if they actually were to integrate that intervention and actually follow through with it. So sometimes clients can be resistant because it doesn't feel safe to them or it doesn't feel safe for someone else that's going to be affected by their change. Something's causing them to feel like this change or this shift that's going to happen if they take in this intervention is not safe. So I will try to work with the client's resistance and I'll try to help them to establish a sense of safety or to know that it's going to be okay if they change. Sometimes I'll find that clients uh, are worried about other safety if they change. So if I am no longer doing X, Y, and Z, then who's going to do that for You know, whatever person that they're concerned about. So sometimes I can help them come up with other resources, other things for that person, or to be able to notice other people in their environment who can kind of pick up some of the things that they've been doing for that person um, and try to help them to get a sense of that that person's going to be okay if they change or if they shift. Sometimes I will also help them to notice that it's not their responsibility. Um, and so working with them on, you know, them not being responsible for other people's care or other people's emotional uh, well-being and those kinds of things. So, you know, just having conversation, really breaking down where's the resistance coming from, and also what's the purpose of the resistance, so that we can then challenge that resistance or grieve the fact that that resistance has to be there or that the the whatever they're resistant about is truth. Um, Sometimes it's just, you know, really just acknowledging that that's true, that this is going to happen if you make this change and really kind of allowing clients to grieve that and to take that in and to uh, begin to be able to tolerate that things are going to be different. So those are the three things that I would encourage you to consider When you're thinking about whether uh, your interventions are working, or they don't feel like they're working, or you're just feeling like things are not moving in the right direction, I'll recap one more time for you. How are you tracking your progress? So I like to think about duration, frequency, and intensity. Then are you in the right phase? Sometimes you need to move up a phase. Sometimes you need to move back a phase. So really kind of thinking about, is this the right phase of trauma treatment? and then also the last thing that we talked about was resistance working with the client's resistance uh, working with their defense mechanisms and really helping them to think through those things. So um, I have a blog that I'm going to link in podcast notes, where I talk a little bit more about working with a client's defense mechanisms and trauma treatment that might be really helpful. So if you're interested in learning more about working with clients resistance and kind of helping clients through that resistance, then you can check out that blog. So I hope this is helpful for you in your trauma treatment journey. Make sure to follow us um, on this podcast and we'll give you more tips as you are out there helping people heal. Take good care. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed our episode for today. Just a quick reminder before you head out, just make sure you head over to the traumatreatmentcollective.com to learn more about our monthly group consults. We would love to have you join us.